Well, let me welcome everybody to the Wild Wild West, a state that's untouchable like Elliot Ness. Do you, um, do you guys like when I rap? (laughs) 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 I want you guys to admit that you like it when I rap. Why would we not admit, like, I openly talk about how I actually tell people you're my favorite rapper, and they give me looks (laughs) of, of, I would say hatred, actually, when I say that out loud. You should just tell them to pack a vest for your Jimmy in the city of sex. (laughs) This is a good line. Pack a vest for your Jimmy in the city of sex. Do you feel like you could freestyle for us? Maybe a little freestyle? Yeah, a little freestyle for you. The state where you never want to dance floor empty and pimps be on the mission for them. Whoa, that was yeah, great thanks. juice. Well, okay, give me a topic to freestyle about. California. Just me. Yeah, 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 yeah. About so I think Crush Dick is. About, uh, uh, okay. Uh, and what, what, give me a setting? Uh, uh, <laughs> New York City? New York City, okay. A New York okay. City bathroom. And he's, okay. at a, he's at the DMV. He's trying to get his driver's no. license. Oh, oh the, 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 the public bathroom at the DMV. Yeah. Let and me he, welcome everybody to the Big Apple. Meet the man who always has to take a crapple. He's thin. He's reedy. <laughs> he's really quite kind. And if you give him a chance, I think you'll find he's not much better once you get to know him. But give him a year and he'll start to grow on you like a fungus or a virus. Meet my friend, Russell Cyrus. God, I wish your name was Cyrus. Damn it. <laughs> I'll, I'll Damn give it to you. It would be so good if that the room would have really exploded if you if landed it, but Cyrus. that's okay. Shoot. Frustic rhymes with so much. Yeah. You yeah. have so many options. Yep. You'll be glad to get rid of him like an uncomfortable bustle. I'd like for you to meet my friend Russell. What's an good? uncomfortable bustle? Like a bustle? <laughs> like the garment? Like a bustle? Who? Uh, I think I like Cyrus better. Yeah, yeah, that's better. I'm gonna change my name to. You Cyrus. wouldn't. You um, I hope that he never gets hit by a bus. I like you to meet my dear friend Russ. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a nice thing in there. Some emotions. And I think that is actually the first time that you've said you don't want Russ to get hit by a bus. <laughs> I, hey, I can grow and evolve just like everybody else. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I came here to kill chaos. <laughs> My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Russ Frostrick, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive intergamement. It is a video game club, but just by listening, my friend, you have joined. Welcome. Here's your card. Please take your shoes off at the door. This week, we are talking about Final Fantasy. Nope. Nope. S- what? Stranger, Stranger of Stranger Paradise. Things. Stranger of Paradise Man. Paradise Man. The strange Stranger... Final Fantasy origins of it. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy origin. This is where it all got started, folks. Before it was final, this is how it began. Every tale has a beginning. And I guess Stranger of Paradise is that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it, Chris? Uh, the publisher of Square Enix. They said, we want to go right back to the beginning of Final Fantasy, and who better to do it than the people who do that, uh, the ninja games, the the Neo games, and the games where the ladies in the bikinis play uh, beach volleyball, and you take snapshots of them in their bedrooms. 
Team Ninja is back. And they're back with a vengeance in this action semi-prequel to all of Final Fantasy. Sort of remake of the first mm -hmm. Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. But (laughs) strap strap in. in. We'll be right back. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right. So, you know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos. You can do whatever you want. And it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames. And they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. So who here knows enough about Final Fantasy lore to speak to any of it okay uh yeah i mean i've played all of them uh cool v- pretty recently uh final <laughs> fantasy i did i i i think actually during the pandemic i replayed all the final fantasy games on my That's various amazing. uh little, wow. little handhelds um yeah the first final fantasy game like harkens back to an era of like jrpg storytelling that is so uh so strange and it's like it's telling a story that it expects you to know uh everything about the world and the lore before the game even starts which i guess if you read the instruction manual like that's how those games oh yeah you know that's how those games did it back in the nes day was it really that i thought it was just like bad guy bad was the extent of the story in the first one but no i mean the first one had like a wild like time travel time loop sort of like uh doomed hero like there was there was a lot going on at the beginning and ending of final fantasy and then in the middle it's like you gotta take this rat eye to bahamut at the top of the tower of trials and then give it to matoya uh it was just a bunch of stuff uh this this game i mean you start out in the chaos shrine which is like the first temple in in final fantasy and you fight the boss of that shrine and you're like oh okay it's final fantasy but then like it changes basically immediately after that and i have not played enough of the game i think to point out all of the the uh the differences in in storytelling but it is it is based loosely based on Final Fantasy One, I, I would say. But are, is that the idea? You're because sp- I thought this took place before the first Final Fantasy. And no, it's, not- it is it is a it's a pseudo remake. I, I really don't know how to. Well, 
they don't really make games like this so much, yeah. which is like, I mean, I guess Final Fantasy VII uh, remake is kind of similar. Much but that, looser than that. Much, like, much, much, much looser. Um, yeah, I mean, the characters are different in that. I guess in Final Fantasy I, like, there weren't so much characters. You made the characters from the game's intro screen, and so they had no defining characteristics whatsoever aside from their jobs. There's anyway, so much to talk about. There's so much. Yeah, let's not get bogged down. Let's not get bogged down. Yeah. Uh, the story is the story's wild and clunky, and it's like you, it's like you would expect from a not great Final Fantasy story. That's uh, the best I can say about yeah, it. Yeah, all the pro- the and all the uh, the cast members have these very boring, like very we- like Jack is the main character and his friends Jed. <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack, Jed, Ash, and Neon are yeah. the uh, are the the main cast that you will uh, interact with at least at the beginning of the game. Um, and it's important for people to know that this is not like a traditional turn-based strategy game. It is an action game yes. in the style. Again, if you've played Neo, that is like probably the closest comparison we can make. Uh, I know people have been calling it a Souls game, although it has no, Souls elements. It does not feel like Dark Souls at all to me. No, no, it no, is. No, no. If you're being generous, it's Neo 3. If you're not being particularly generous, it's like Nero, Neo 0. 75 in that like there's some there's some there's some stuff here that doesn't work quite as well as it works in neo which if you've not played it is a is in the soulsy vein but in a much more action like fast-paced team ninja if if i if i go ahead plant well i was just gonna say this feels like neo or in some ways dark souls for like beginners in that it's 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 a very straightforward action game that has little taste of that Dark Souls formula in it, but then straightforward is not the word I would yeah. use to describe this. The mechanics of this game. So, it is, sorry, I meant straightforward in the sense that like you move straight forward. And in you the, can't really get lost. No one's ever used that word to mean that, but sure, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was sorry. You, 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 you see, I, this would have helped if I was writing it down because in my head, I, I had written straight and there was a space. I hit the, yeah. the, gotcha, the, gotcha. the space bar forward. So you'd say like Leisure Suit Larry is also a pretty straightforward game. <laughs> okay. No, because, le- oh my gosh, we're not going to get into that. You know, <laughs> Justin, before we before we get into correcting Fresh Egg, because he's embarrassing himself, can you talk about the menus in this game? Because oh my God. the menus are the game, <laughs> as far as I Guys, can tell. Guys, I don't, at first I really hated this. Like, I really hated it. It the, makes a bad first it, impression. The worst possible first impression. It layers on so many mechanics like from the beginning it is like you know you'll raise your maximum mana if you do this it has two <sighs> different kinds of parries <laughs> like and actually i have a character now that's three <laughs> like it's it's wild and it's not like it layers on all of this so fast and it's like you can do this and if you you can do okay so there's one of your blocks uses like your your poise basically your your stamina to block but you're blocking with magic and if you block an enemy's magic attack with this you'll absorb it and be able to redirect it back on them immediately mm, mega man style yeah it's cool but it's like one of a thousand different ways <laughs> that you I, can attack people uh, i got so game. many of the same pants i got like yeah 
the, 12 pairs of the same pants to give you an idea of how much they're throwing at you at once. I don't know what to do with all these pants. I don't know where I'm putting these pants, right? I have hundreds can, of pants. You can break them down. You, there's a blacksmith that you can break them down and turn them into materials to yeah. Ooh, do stuff that's with. that's good. To yeah. Real, um, real, real quick pause, because I'm yeah. sure just p- people want to know the, the simple thing. Did any of you all like this game? Because I, I'm going to be real, quite charmed by it. I no, am charmed. That's what I was, that's the second part of my thing, right? Okay. Like, I, it's those little mechanics at you, and I was kind of like, uh huh, uh huh, I get it. I have a sword, right? So I'm just going to keep hitting people. And the game's like, oh yeah, that's fine. You can ignore me. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> and then you get to the first like boss type dude, and the game is suddenly like, hey, remember all that shit that I told you earlier? You do need to do all of that right now because you're not going to get through this fight otherwise. So there was a boss, like, after not dying at all. I got to a boss who I counted it. I died thir- 23 times. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know. I know. Because I hadn't been actually like engaging mm-hmm. with the mechanics, right? right? I'd just been like hitting it with my sword. And if you engage with the mechanics, it's very doable. But like you need to engage with it. The thing that got me about this and the thing that I didn't like, uh, it, it has a sort of job system uh, yes. where you can take on the role of mage or sword fighter or what have you. And there's only certain weapons that work with each thing. And then you're building your skills by using these jobs. You build skills in them, earn skill points, increase the power of the jobs, and gradually unlock new jobs. But what really, like, when I started swapping in different weapons and just, like, playing around with it, it is not the sort of thing that I'm going to engage with long term. But if you did want to... There is an incredible amount of variety that you could mess with here to yes. like really customize like exactly how you would want to play. And once I found like some different move sets and some different and like by move sets, I y'all like you can map. Well, there's four different can, types of skills in this game. Yeah, like I, the skills I, you steal, yes, the combo, can I explain the combo the skills. There's so much. Can I, can I just explain the menu really quick? I got to the point, I don't know, there's a point about an hour in where it's like, hey, you, you really should check out the menu. And I was like, ah, I don't know, I've been collecting all this loot, this seems like a, a bit of a, a sludge. I open the thing and it's like, hey, just, you know, assign the loot to your character, you know, like, you change your pants. I'm like, okay, that's not so bad, you know, we do that and we do that in RPGs. And it's like, okay, while you're here, we got a skill tree. I'm like, oh, okay, okay cool, 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 cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick that. And they're like, by the way, there's a skill tree for each of your different classes. Um, and it's different points. So you should assign those two. I'm like, great, 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 great. And it's like, oh, oh, one more thing. Uh, there are special combos that you're also unlocking. And you need to go manually select those from a menu. Yeah, and assign those to, I mean, literally like combo combos. Like right bumper, right trigger, right bumper, right, right trigger. Quarter like, circle like com- type of stuff. Yeah, combo No, combos. not, not quarter, quarter circle. Not quarter circle. Yeah, it's like, like it, it, it looks like. A fighting game menu is what yes, I'm but at. using like, just two buttons. I yes, I want to yeah. I want to hop in here and say that the job system. I am very critical of like progression systems in RPGs. I think the job system in this game is a, very exciting. And anytime I unlocked a new or found a weapon that sort of like gave me access to a new job, I would 
automatically just switch to it and you level start up fucking quick. around with it. You like, level up very, you, very quick. Yeah, and, and so you unlock a lot of stuff very quickly. It's not like you're going to be really behind by just getting right. into a new job. And each job- And also because you unlock the new job, new, like, higher tier jobs or more specialized jobs, like, get far enough along the mage tree, you can unlock black, white, red mage, right. whatever. Um, the each, each job has, like, a defining ability. And so, like, my favorite was the Lancer class, which you can evolve into, like, the Dragoon and the Monk, I think. Uh, which just throws a big fucking spear that you can like line up to hit multiple enemies with and charge it up and and like once I unlock that I never took it off and you can have two uh, equipped two classes equipped at a time basically two loadouts that you can switch with the press of a button and you can even string combos between loadouts like you can start a combo as the lancer and then switch to the pugilist to like do some of their skills and switch back seamless. Like the combat, Team Ninja knows how to make good combat in a game. Mm. And that is mm-hmm. that is no different here. Like this, it is it is a genuinely very fun game to play. Two things I wanted to mention as well. One, there's a story mode, which is to say there's a mode that's like very easy and you can kind of just play it and get you know, a little swept button mashing. Away, swept away by the, yeah, the tail you, of Jack Well, I mean, Jack. if you just want something mindless to like bash at and you don't want to yeah, really yeah. engage with all the systems, that's an option. I also wanted to mention, this is actually kind of a cool lore nod thing if you're a huge Final Fantasy fan. All of the dungeons, I haven't gotten that far, but my understanding is all of the dungeons in the game reference a different Final Fantasy installment. Like they all like pull from a different game. So if you're a big, big Final Fantasy fan, there's probably a lot to like really dig in this in in terms of like Easter eggs. If you're not, that's cool too because the main character doesn't give a shit. Yeah. No, he does not. This game's (laughs) got a layer of sort of like dubstep edgelord shit. Like the man wears airpods and listens to dubstep while fighting chaos and, and turns them on dramatically turns them moments. on and takes them off dramatically like we takes them off the way i take my airpods off at the airport when someone asks me a question and i'm like really jamming to a podcast or something i'm like what <laughs> like what did you say like that that energy that jack brings to all of the all of the proceedings it is it is so stupid and but the dubstep is pretty good uh this, it's so st- like the wild, the wild choice after wild. Okay, <laughs> did you guys see the? You could miss it because this is also in the menus. But did you see how you could talk to townspeople? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yes. Could, in the you <laughs> in the main menu of the game, there's a place where you go to talk to people, and you like choose the person that you want to talk to and then you talk to them in front of a fountain and then there's just like seven other people not an open world where you're walking around talking to people it's literally like a list of like do you want to talk to this guy that owns a store like yeah sure what's up with them because it's absolutely so many weird things in this game where i have to imagine it was a different game or something and they had made a lot of it and then they change because at the beginning of the game the game starts and you meet three people or two people and you're like, okay, we're going to go on an adventure. And then it cuts to black and then title cards appear and describe that you went on an adventure. And <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? Like, that sounds quite fun. And then you go back to another cutscene to go catch somebody up on the adventure you had. Yeah. It's weird anyway they did an adventure and then they talked to the king for a very long time (laughs) it is a it's a mission-based game i think is important to point out which neat which sort of classifies neo but not necessarily dark souls right like the souls type Mm. games you think of as being fairly open world and you can yeah 
explore and get lost and go in all these different places. In this one, you have an overworld map and you pick missions off of it, which is more in, in line with Neo. Uh, I do not get where the Souls thing comes in. Like, because they I, have like just bonfires. Say, with shoulder buttons. That's it. Like, there's no death penalty. And bonfires. For, yeah, bonfires. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, which they call cubes. I mean, checkpoint. The they're, checkpoints are just floating. Touch cubes. the cubes. Every time someone sees a, anytime you come up on a checkpoint, one of your party members will say, "I think I see some cubes over there." <laughs> are those cubes? Ah, finally, we found the cubes. It's very I, uh, good. Uh, leave it in Japanese, by the way. It's a tri- It's even better. I, I, really uh, got I don't know. Yeah. Everything really? sounds so much cooler in Japanese, but the delivery that Jack has for every line in English is pretty spectacular. It stops you from getting irritated when they say the same garbage That's true. a thousand yeah. times. That is true. Which yeah, is like charm. very common. I, I also want to say, uh, because this is like what I do in every Final Fantasy game because the menus are overwhelming in this one. And by menus, we mean like the two loadouts you have equipped at any given time, including combos and equipment and all that. There There's is another th- layer of but of, of commands, by the way, on the left trigger and the face buttons. Okay. Yeah, you, you can do command abilities, attack right? yeah. abilities, yeah, um, which is another layer. There's an optimize button. You just press the optimize button and it automatically equips your entire party with the best gear that they have available to them. Oh my God. Just do that. I wish I knew that. <laughs> oh God, yes, Russ, you need that. But see- <laughs> Wait, can I, you just tell me, tell, what, what's the button? It's the- I don't know, man. Oh, I, mean, I have to look for it. I, I, I was, I was I looking used, for it in the menu. It's the, it's the share button in on the Xbox controller. Oh. Select. Why select. didn't they just do start and select Xbox? I they had I, to be special. I don't know, but it, that I will say though that is weird because so you're getting so much gear all the time that once you have the optimize button, it's sort of like you press the button and then you're not really appreciating or noting anything that you get. It's just sort of like, oh, weird, I look different now. Anyway, back to game. Like mm. it doesn't it really removes some of the weight of it, but also like you want to be wearing the best gear, yeah, so I, I don't know do. why you wouldn't there's press that some, button. There's <laughs> so there's an affinity system where oh, you no. can sort of have. Well, no, it's. I think it's pretty clever. You you have a sort of uh, percentage point affinity with each of the jobs, and at certain break points, like it unlocks stronger <laughs> facets of the job. All right, I don't think it's that complicated. Is no, I'm sorry. That it, no, it it's enough. Complicated yeah. enough that my brain is officially. Can we broken. talk about the visuals? <laughs> Can we talk about how this game? I can't tell what's going on with the graphics in this game. I, I mean, it looks like a 20, 2004 no, game. It does. Well, that's oh. true, but it also looks like the art direction was: Can we make a video game look like the cutscenes in like late nineteen nineties Final Fantasy? Where it like, does, yeah, it's it weird. The CG sure. almost looks like intentionally compressed. Like yeah, there's a filter on it to make it look compressed. It's it's weird. I um I should also mention that like technically this thing's a real real turd <laughs> on the PC. At on least. PC, like, yeah, the PC port's rough. pretty rough. It's really rough. I I started on my laptop, and I mean I sent I sent you guys a video. It was like once the actual game started, it was unplayably like. You have a beefy laptop, by the way. I, I don't. Be- want I have a beefy think. laptop. I think if I had to guess, I'm not an expert, but I think it was trying to use the onboard. Uh, video card <laughs> yeah. rather than like nice. my dedicated video card. So, uh, but even on the um, my PC, which is is uh, fairly new, like I would have moments where the uh, it would just switch from ultra wide to regular and would just <laughs> cut off the parts of the screen that weren't like part of that. <laughs> so yeah. like all of a sudden I would just lose the 
the the left and right, you know, fourth of the screen. Yeah, um, I, I I launched it on PC and it was a black screen for uh, three minutes. Yeah, yeah, I had the same to the point where I had to DM Griffin and ask him, and he's like, "No, no, no, that's just, just what happens. Just write it out, baby." It has Russ <laughs> oh, and out. That, and my computer made a noise oh, when yeah. that was. Oh, did you get literally like? Yeah, my, <laughs> mine actually. No. They had to clear the way at LAX. It was. It was <laughs> um. It's so hard not to be charmed by this game, though. It is. It's so busted. It's really <laughs> fun. Like, I could see getting into, like... There's multiplayer. Like, you could you could get very into this game. Like, it has... Yeah. It has, uh, it has some, some... It has many hooks and barbs, right? And, and especially once you get into, you know, you have customized your character in a certain yeah. way, and then you start playing multiplayer with other players. It, we haven't even gets, talked about Frank Sinatra. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I mean, really, the star of the game. Yeah, they bring in they bring in my way, and then like the actual Frank Sinatra recording during a cutscene, and then it cuts out before he gets to the chorus. <laughs> it's so <laughs> infuriating. It's like intentionally trying to get it stuck in your head or something. There's so many. Like, I really feel genuinely bad for people that have to review this because, like. You could take any system in it pretty much and find a lot of problems with it and like really go to town. But like if you can get past that mindset and just be like just kind of meet it on its own terms, there's a lot to like. It's like I, like I said, I hated it at first. And then when I fought that boss so many times, I realized like, damn it, it's got I, I know this trick. Like I know this is going to work on me. I'm going to become imprisoned by this game. Because I'm playing it, like, it's forcing me to engage with these systems in a way that, like, uh, it, it really got its hooks in me. I, I don't know. I, I There's something, like, really charming about it. I hope it comes to Game Pass or, like, this is the case for, like, subscription service games in general. Because I think a lot of people would like it, but it is it is a little bit tough to recommend it to just, like, everybody yeah. at full price. It kind of reminds me of, and we don't get a lot of these games, but... Reminds me of like Ninja Blade. Remember Ninja Blade sure. from yeah. 09 where it's like, God, this that's a from software game where it's like, this is really, really stupid. And there's a lot that's very bad about this. And I'm kind of I'm kind of deeply into it. It just yeah. sort of I don't know. Well, 50 it, Cent it works. Blood on the Sand is yeah, like Yeah, that's another good really good felt like comparison. that to me. And in the same way that that game like actually killed, I think, two or three of my Xboxes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, should we uh, should we talk about some Ghostwire? Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to hear about this fucking game. Right. Well, we're going to take a break first. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know? The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills 
the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details Right, okay, Ghostwire. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. And this is going to be kind of a weird one, because, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Justin is the only one who has played through it. He actually reviewed it for Polygon. I did indeed. Yes, I have not and, I have not touched it. I think we were torn on whether or not we were going to do a whole episode on it, because it's not the biggest game, I would say, of the mm-hmm. spring, but uh, I love Tango Gameworks and want to know everything about it. Yeah. yeah, so Tango Gameworks is responsible for The Evil Within, mainly. Um, and uh, they're working on a game, according to Wikipedia here, called Hero Dice on the iOS, which I don't know anything about it other than that, but I am... The in. name alone is... Yeah, that sounds like that. You just found Besties, besties <laughs> ASMR. <right there>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, so Ghostwire Tokyo, you play uh, a man named Akito, who is in the middle of Shibuya when some sort of mysterious... I'm going to be intentionally vague about some of these story beats because they're sort of revealed as you go. It's very much like an in-media res uh, beginning. But uh, a man on the uh, the brink of death named Akito who is in Shibuya when this huge calamity takes place where a fog basically evaporates the bodies of everyone in the city and leaves their spirits just sort of hovering above them. Mm. Um, one of the spirits is a guy named KK, who is a detective who takes over Akito's body, uh, but thinking Akito is dead, but then realizes that Akito is actually alive. So the two of them share his body, um, by inhabiting Akito's body, KK grants him these elemental magic abilities, which very loosely, this is a first person game very loosely sort of map kind of, but not really to like first person shooter archetypes. Like you can cast a wind spell. That's like a quick fire sort of deal with like tracking. There's a a water spell that has a wider arc, uh, sort of like shotgun esque. And then there's a fire, which is basically like your big explosive, like room clearing spell. Akito has a sister who is in hospital that he needs to check on. So he's very fixated on that. And KK is fixated on finding the people responsible for the attack that has done this. And the two of them need to work together to reach both of those goals. Um, it is an open world. So you're uh, that you're gradually sort of like unlocking sections of by clearing the fog uh, by like it doesn't matter but you're you're clearing the fog away and uh exploring and as you go you meet there's no living people obviously so right. like it's all these like very lightly animated ghosts um that all have sort of like unfinished business on earth and those are like that's how you do side quests in this game so you're like uh there's a a woman who can't find her dog right and so you like go back into the apartment building to try to feed the dog and lure the dog out. Wait, the, is the dog a ghost? Yeah, the dog's a ghost. Okay. Um. Yeah. So there's lots of there's lots of dogs and cats running around. Actually, you know what? Ow. The dog it may not be a ghost because there's lots of dogs and cats. Running so around, animals so got fine. spared. They were spared. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> or is it the opposite is it like an thing? All dogs don't it, go to heaven. That oh, it could sounds be like true. nobody it, does. 
it is predominantly an action True. game. Um, and so, like, what are you shooting, Matt? I ju- yokai. I just told you that. No, no, no. The, what are you shooting? shooting wind at? and fire and water. At no, who? I know, but what are you shooting at? Like, oh, you... you need a direct object. Yes, yes. I. Uh, so the they're called visitors. Um, and the fog. I think some of the people who were not happy with their life. Um, they're they're. This is not a joke. Like all the characters are modeled on like sort of like archetypes of Japanese society. So there's like um, a schoolboy who uh, is a headless schoolboy that is- <laughs> Wait, why know, is he- uh, I thought everyone got evaporated in the same- The ghost is headless. What do you want from yeah. me? I don't know. I want to answer for why the ghost guy had- did. Was his head chopped off in the ghost world? Mm, no, there's not that- It's like an emotional different. head chopping. Yes, oh, okay. exactly. It's symbolic. Um, yes. Um, there's a, like a commuter, <laughs> there's a salary man, you know what I mean? Like there's sure. just different kind of looks like unhappy. slender man, a little bit, yeah. a little bit of a, of a slender man. And so those guy. people, you don't help. You just shoot them in the face with fire. Those oh no, no. It's, it's better face. than that. You shoot yeah. them with your spells. Right. And then you can break them down to like uh, the hobbled, I don't know, stage. And then you rip their souls out. Yeah. And, and yeah, when he, you, when you rip their souls out, it is quite a cool animation you do a little bit of that out of what you do like a doctor strange thing with your your fingies and you, oh, you draw a, like a spider web kind of thing and then you shoot that web at them and you pull their souls right out okay i thought you were fighting souls so uh, but no i found that my review because i wanted to pull this exact text this is what it said of the students of pain which are the headless hmm. school uniform guys a type of visitor born from the restlessness of young male students forced with hazy futures. They <laughs> unleash the full brunt of their frustration upon anyone unlucky enough to cross paths with them. So that is like all sure. the all the enemies are like that. Um, it's very entrenched in like Japanese folklore. So like you uh, find yokai that yeah. give you uh, like increase your power or you uh, find these Jizo statues that um, you pray at and they like increase your your spell ammo. Um, and that stuff is all. That's Jizo, J I Z O, I'm assuming, not you're yes. referring to Jesus in a cool way. No, <laughs> no. We're buds. <laughs> um, What's well, up, guys? That... It's me, Jizo. Come save at me. <laughs> There's, uh, that stuff is all very good. That, like, the parts of like Japanese society and Japanese culture that you're sort of getting a little insight to is very neat. Um, the world looks so cool. Like, it's very richly detailed. It doesn't feel repeated. Every environment you go into feels sort of like the art design is just uh, great. It, it's great. It looks great. The characters look great. Um, yeah. I, it, it, I'm not saying this just because they're both set in like mo- modern ish Japan, but it kind of reminded me of the Yakuza games. And that it's open-ish, but kind of controlled. And you're like walking around these like very beautiful detailed exteriors and interiors where they're not making, you know, a full Grand Theft Auto. So they have the opportunity to be more specific with the places that you are visiting. The um, the, the the things that I had a problem with um, mm. when I played, one is it is... I don't know if it plant did it feel like unbelievably sluggish to you oh, when you first started. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think I had heard from you to change the uh, the the like the what is it the the, the things in the menu that make it so the, it moves like out and stops on a dime. Yeah, um, it, and even that doesn't really fix it. It feels so swimmy. 
um, to a point where it doesn't feel like I actually went and checked that something wasn't wrong with my controller. Yeah. Like, it feels like there's no way this is what you intended it to be. Yeah. So it's not like a menu fix. It, it, it gets better, but it doesn't. Feel yeah. Good. I mean, in, in, for people who have like not played it, I would compare it to like, like it takes a second for you to start to look in a direction and it's slow. And then when you stop yeah. using the controller, the camera just kind of keeps moving a little bit. So if if you're like trying to cast a spell, I don't know. It feels like you are inhabiting like with lag. Yeah, well, I mean, it feels like you're inhabiting somebody else's body. Like you don't have full control, That's which I get. Like, I I could see how they justified decisions like that in the room. I just don't think yeah. it makes a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, the the it is really, really, really. Besides, like just feeling bad, it's really repetitive. Like the. Yeah. Almost every mission, despite the like interesting story trappings, usually boils down to like follow this path until you find a bunch of ghosts and then shoot them all and then you're done. And you also like aren't unlocking a lot of new powers as you play. There's like the fire and water and wind and that's basically it. You get a bow because sometimes you get separated from KK. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need something to defend yourself. And also you could use it in like a stealthy sort of way if you wanted to. But um, there's just a lot of like mechanics in this game that don't make sense. And also like, there's at least three unlocks that I can think of that are just meant to let you skip or subvert the mechanics of the game. Like, it's almost like they know like, yeah, this is kind of annoying. So you could just like not do this. Like, Did it remind ca- you of all your favorite idol games? No, not that, not to that level. But like when you finish a big enemy you have to like cast a sign with your hand, oh, right? Which you can use yeah. the trackpad for, um, or a thumbstick, but it kind of wants you to use the trackpad. Or you can just hold a button and KK will do it for you. Yeah. And it's like, because uh, they know like this sucks. Yeah. Like you don't want to do this. There's another system where, and this is actually genuinely wild. There are these creatures that are high up in the sky that you can grapple up to. Um, they're basically like living grappling points, right? And they're, they're so important and key that they're actually like on the map. Like you can see where these guys are so you can go and get some some height. Sure. But then there's an unlock in just like in the regular skill tree that's like create one of these guys wherever you want. Because mm-hmm. like it's like we know it's like kind of sucks. Like so you can it's like almost game breaking and it's just like randomly in a menu. So there's like a lot of stuff like that where um, yeah, it just doesn't it, feel good. It's weird that this game in Stranger of Paradise came out. I mean, like, just right on top of each other, because they both feel like the sort of game that we have not seen in a long time, where a AAA game comes out, and people are always like, why Why is every AAA game on Metacritic getting, you know, an 85? You know, game journalists are, are too easy on these things. When the reality is, there is so much to lose for these publishers at this point, they have to make a game of this scale a certain level of, like, fine. I'm not saying yeah. great. Yes, I'm not right. saying good. Even I'm saying like it just it does all the things that people who like video games want it to do and it will sell and the people who love this stuff will love it. And both of these games feel like they're from the era where publishers would, you know, just make a lot more games in a year. And it was like, hey, you know what? We'll make a game called Assassin's Creed and maybe it will or won't pop and it can be kind of a mess. And if people like it enough, we'll go make a sequel. And that's what both of these feel like and i don't know if that is maybe we're late enough in the console cycle that you know 
games are a little easier to make. So we're seeing a few more risks. Or is this like a mix of business and pandemic? Um, you know, Ghostwire Tokyo, it lost its, I believe, its creative director midway through-ish. And it's like a Sony PC exclusive from Bethesda after the Microsoft acquisition. It's just kind of kind of weird. And then the the Team Ninja Final Fantasy game, I don't I I don't know. There's something about it that just feels off. Like I like I mean, like I mentioned with the you know the title cards that describe an adventure that you do not have at the beginning of the game. There's there's enough going on in the games where. I don't know. They, they, it, 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 I, it feels like it's the pandemic or something interfered with these games and prevented this usual thing that we see where a publisher just keeps throwing money at a problem until it's not a problem anymore. And it's good enough to go make, you know, it's money back. Yeah. So wait, like nine out of 10 fun factor. <laughs> um, it's really, it, it is the most sort of like, you know, if you, think that you would get into something like this like i think that there's a lot to like here but you have to push through um you know you have the some of the little stories are neat like the the main story is a little bit unevenly realized yeah (laughs) but the uh side stories are cool and like it feel it just genuinely feels really bad and you can't adapt to it like i did adapt to it but like at the beginning, it took a lot. Like, it felt so bad. It was very... I, yeah. I think yeah. it's a great, uh, like, Halloween time game. Like, it, it, it's... Which is weird because there's going to be a trillion other great games around then. But if you want something that just, like, puts you in a space and, like, a mood, and it's, like, a good hangout game, this is it. I think it's going to have... A, I think a lot of people... Not a lot. I think I think it's going to have some, like, pretty hardcore fans just off the, the world alone. Um, but yeah, hey, the game will be a lot cheaper by then too, probably. Do we want to do, do this? We have email? any reader mail? I have I have one reader mail that I want to make sure that we uh, check since Griffin said that he had completed all the Final Fantasy games. This one's from Chris, and not me. Uh, Chris asks, "What Final Fantasy game would you recommend if someone had never played any previous entry before and they could only play one?" Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. Got it. Easy. <laughs> Next um, I have I have an answer. Uh, Me too. Okay. Me too. I'm gonna. St- Let's all say it at the same time. Okay. And I bet none of the numbers will line up. Let's see. You ready? Three, two, one. Dragon Quest Nine. Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII, VII remake. remake. Whoa! Interesting. Wait, what did you say, all Chris? Right, Russ. Dragon Quest Eleven. That's not <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Quest Builders. If we're doing that, yeah. Builders Two, baby. Uh, Juice and I agreed it should be Final it's Fantasy VII Remake. That's it's the most modern, that. approachable, sure. narratively cogent it game. Is, it is not narratively cogent. I don't. I think even that is still <laughs> compared being to the other one. Uh, I I don't know that it's a great like representation of the series as at large, though. Exactly. Uh, I. Th- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said I, <laughs> nine. Nine's my favorite of the sort of core series. Uh, it's on iOS, and I think even on iOS, it has like boost, just boost. like the developers intended. <laughs> it, I mean, get swept away. That's when I most recently played it. It looks great, and it has like uh, turbo mode, so you can make the game just go faster, which is nice. uh, very a very welcome change, uh, and is uh, is a fucking fantastic game. I think uh, if you want to try old school RPGs, you should listen to Griffin. If you yeah. are glad that these games have switched to kind of action games, you should go with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, I think that's a good place to like. 
see if you vibe on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, see if it, and, and you know, there's a lot of other. Play both. Play both. Uh, hey, honorable mentions. Fresh stick, I see that you're you're back on it. Okay, I actually want to I want to hear about this now. Okay. There's there's some dramatic news that happened. Uh-huh. Fortnite doesn't have building anymore. Fucking great. What? You mean construction? They took building out. Like you can't you can't build you, you can't not like build there's anything. no buildings in the game. No, there are what? buildings in the game, but you How can't is that personally not the, build. the biggest thing in the world. Okay. It's pretty so, big. Here's here's the background to that. The new season of Fortnite launched like a week ago, and with it, they made up some narrative reason why building is removed from the game. Um, but it's out. You can't build. What, what they replaced it with two things. One, you can sprint now, like actively sprint, which you couldn't do before. And two, you can mantle up to things. So you can like jump and then climb up a ledge, which you couldn't do before, which is pretty cool. They it should be noted, building will be back because it is so core to Fortnite. But the response has been so positive for them removing building that I would not be surprised if it just became a permanent side mode that people could do whenever they wanted. They actually were really smart. So they added this feature, which is just like a kind of like a halo style regenerating shield that you always have when there's no building. So that if you get popped, it gives you enough time to like run behind a house or run behind a hedge or whatever it is. Whereas before you would just like hit B and like build the Taj Mahal around you. You don't have that option now, so now you actually have to use like the environment, which feels great. Uh, it feels way more aggressive than it's been. It's just like annoying to play people that are very good at building because I know I'm not, um, and that's not an issue anymore. So if building has been a thing that you has been scaring you from Fortnite, good time to try it. As somebody who recently like spent a good chunk of time playing Fortnite, um, people who are good at it's hard to expect like people who are good at building. It feels like they have a cheat code where they're yeah. like. That guy just built a whole fortress in like 10 seconds. Yeah, it's but I would, fair. I would say there is a counter to that, which is to say frequently I'll just like chill and watch them build a ton of shit. And they get so focused on building this super complex thing that I'll just like pick them off from range. It is surprisingly effective. Uh, but I, I feel you. It can be frustrating. Uh, I would check out Fortnite now. I never, yeah. I, even when we did the episode on it, I did not get into it. But knowing that, it's yeah, just give it a shooting, shot. Just shooting now. Uh, just like uh, being able to sprint and slide, like that combination feels yeah. really good. It feels like Warzone in third person now, just in terms of flow. I have, I have a quick movie recommendation before we get to the game that Griffin and Justin are both loving. Uh, Drive My Car, one of my favorite movies from last year, is finally on HBO Max. And everybody should check. Well, everybody should check it out if you are comfortable with R-rated movies. Maybe our youngest audience should not check it out. Because I watched it again last night. and Is it a Haruki Murakami? It is a Haruki Murakami. And and it's a three-hour movie. And really, it's like kind of like a 40-minute movie followed by like a normal-length movie. Uh, they're very related. But the first that first 40 minutes has some very Murakami stuff in it. I so respect... Chris Plant. Yeah? I so respect... Um, your taste in movies and stuff, but your recommendations, I don't know anybody whose recommendations so commonly feel like, be careful about this. You might accidentally watch it, Justin. You really need to be cautious about this because it's really not going to be, it's a dig. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people make things sound very fun and easy. And I like that you say like, listen, you're going to have to work for it a lot of the time. Well, you know what? I think that's because it motivates people. 
It does. It feels like a challenge. I know. Dark Souls. I, I know our audience. Media. I know our. I know all of y'all. I know that you, it will entice you. All right. Um, Tunic is fucking good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we uh, Plant and I talked about it on Resties this earlier, uh, so we kind of went through the like baseline of it. But uh, what what is your sort of initial impression? It's really good. Uh, <laughs> cool. It's cool. super good. I mean, it's game of the year material. Like. Whoa! It's, whoa, it's, whoa, whoa, whoa! 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 I mean, it would it will definitely be on my list. It's gonna question. be on my. It, I I don't like this year's gonna have to be fucking good in order for this not to like crack the top five. Uh, for for me, obviously, Elden Ring. I don't know that we've talked about Elden Ring since some of us have finished it. Is a masterpiece. Yeah, we're gonna do a spoiler episode. Maybe we can oh, do that. Oh yeah, in I'm in Elden Ring. That's so good. I'm in love weeks, with the weeks. ending I got. Um, but. Man, Tunic is just so fantastic. It is on surface level like a very fun uh, sort of isometric uh, action RPG Zelda Soulsy type thing, uh, but with a layer of Fez mystery on it that is very compelling to yours truly. Does Fez Mystery carry the, like, I don't think that it co- that conveys as much. So, any, like, that's fair. Uh, y- if you could dig into to, it a little bit. To, I get what you're Right, mean, but, so you know. in the game, you collect pages of an instruction booklet for the game tunic. And it they, they are necessary because much of the game, uh, all, all of the, like, important details and some of, like, the signs that you find and anytime you pick up an item, it is a fictional language that that item or detail or, you know, dialogue or whatever is presented in. So, like, you can't read that and you rely on finding these instruction booklet pages to learn, like, oh, actually, these items are what you use to you know, level up your stats and here's how you, here's kind of how you do it. I went a, an, a humiliatingly long time without realizing that that was something that I could even do and was really struggling with tunic. Um, but then you've, which part, wh- which part did you not realize? You leveling do? up my stats. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, how, what, if somebody wanted, to, okay, we'll I, I, I discovered it by accident. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here, here's what I'm going to say. Justin, you can definitely level up your stats right now in the game. You should figure it out for yourself. I honestly yourself. think that yeah. that is the like the most satisfying moment. Is it tunic. in a menu or is uh, it? We're in not going to say. We're not going to say anything else. I'll help you out if you need it. Um, so these instruction book pages like <laughs> reveal things that are always true about the game and things that your character is always able to do. You just didn't know that you could do it, right? Yeah. So that's cool. That's very cool. But also, there's like notes in the margins of these instruction booklets, it's like written in scribbled pencil. And so there's a whole nother layer on top of it, which is like, wait a minute, like who is writing notes in the margins of the instruction booklet of the game that I'm finding inside of the game the instruction booklet is for? Like there's, yeah, it's, it's so fucking cool. It's I would also I so say cool. that instruction booklet, guys, is fucking sending me. Like it yeah. is, Full on, like driving home from the Huntington Mall. Yeah, mm. my parent, my my dad is driving, and I'm looking through like the instruction booklet for fucking Bayou Billy or something <laughs> like that. Is like so, it's so good, so nostalgic. The soundtrack Someone, is is. Out well, I want to talk about the instruction world. book. Real quick. Oh yeah, sure. Someone recently posted a like a PDF scan of the original Zelda One instruction book, just as a reference point. What I don't remember about that instruction book 
is it's filled with like the cutest fucking Link you've ever seen. Yeah. Like Link, like looking at a sword or like holding up the Triforce, but he's fucking adorable and he looks exactly like the fox. And it's so obvious. I mean, obviously this is inspired by the original Zelda, but like right down to the art style and tone of the instruction book is like one-to-one. Yeah. And uh, it's just like such a loving thing. I would also add one more thing about the instruction book. I I'm like very, very close to finishing it. I'm like 99% of the way through figuring out the giant massive puzzle at the heart of this game. Um, there are pages in that instruction book that I have seen and looked at probably 60 times. And on the 61st time, I saw something I had never seen before. Yeah. Hmm. Because it is so clever in the way it hides information from you. I, I'm going to ask, the, is there any use to trying to, the, all of the writing in the game is in a different... Yeah. Okay, so well. here's what I'm going to say. I, <laughs> I have not looked up anything, but very recently... I did, I was like, I need to know how realistic it would be for me to actually crack this language. I can tell you, it is an actual language. And I looked it up <laughs> just to confirm that it is an actual language, but it is not. Wait, it's an actual it is, Earth language? It is an actual Earth language. What the? And it is far more complex than any video game or book language My I've ever God fucking old, seen. Jesus. Uh, the presentation's amazing. The game is I don't tough. think you need to know the language, though, is okay. what I would say. The game is, to solve it. is, is tough as nails. Like, I, I have really genuinely... Uh, it's gotten a little bit easier since I learned how to fucking level up, but uh, it's like you, you, you slip up in combat a little bit and you can lose it. It is not very forgiving. Um, I, I adore this game. I'm it's really... really I wish we had done a full episode on it. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking I, about I, it we how about this? How about when we do the Elden Ring spoiler episode? That's A segment. B segment, Tunic. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I think Elden Ring will um, have Tunic will also come back for Game of the Year. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Plant, what have we talked about this week? This week, we have talked about Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. We talked about Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, Freshdick uh, Return to Fortnite, now that you don't have to construct stuff. I uh, recommend you check out Drive My Car on HBO Max and Tunic. I mean, y'all love Tunic, and we'll be talking about Tunic a lot more for the rest of, I don't know, Our lives. a year? Like, we'll be talking about for a while. Next week, we're going to be talking about Kirby and the Forbidden for, Forgotten Land, I think <laughs> is the full title fruit. of it. said you had it, and you didn't have it. I mean, I knew it was a Kirby game. That's all we need. Okay, yeah. next week, we're going to talk about Kirby. And that is it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Besties, where the world's best friends talk about the world's best game. Because shouldn't the world's best friends because shouldn't the pick the world's, world's best friends best games? Pick the world's best games? Besties. Besties!